time to get prepared for the weekend at 22 past three. And I'm joined by landscaper and gardener Tony Morell. Kia ora, Tony. Kia ora, good afternoon. Nice oh, to see you so again. So many good topics. Let's get straight into them. Um, we're looking for an idea for a garden that doubles as a habitat. and People are increasingly interested in this, and a garden that's not just nice to look at but might be good for the wildlife. And this isn't my idea. This is from Ben Conway, who is the head gardener at Earley's, which is Bev McConnell's property out at Whitford, mm-hmm. Potts Road. Amazing. Yeah. NewZealandGardensTrust.org is where you need to check out the trust gardens around the country. He very proudly showed me his log stack. And I reckon if you've got a new property, an existing property, and you're looking for something that creates a really nice feature, even if you don't need firewood, Mm. if you've got some friends that have got a a contact for nicely stacked logs in between a couple of trees as a backdrop to a garden bed, wonderful habitat for our native bees, looks good as a foil for plants, Yeah. Totally inexpensive and in many cases free. <laughs> it looks, I think it looks good, Jesse. It's yeah. a good look. And you've seen insects you've see, look ni- uh, like l- l- little nooks and crannies. Little nooks they and like crannies. Dead bark and great to do with the children over the weekend. Collect mm. the logs, stack the logs, make sure that they're decent sized logs. And a nice long wall of logs looks good. So mm. you see them in country properties, but why not in town? You know, a, a, a wall or a fence that's not particularly attractive and you want to make it look a little bit more au natural, yeah. go and do the log slack. And with the insects comes the birds too, right? It's all there. It's a good thing. Okay. Any advice on what not to do in the garden? Loads of things not to do in the garden. And that, and especially at this time of the year, is, can I please beg and ask of you uh, not to cut back your perennials too soon? Huh. Miscanthus grass looks really good. Salvias are okay. Your flomus is absolutely fine. Your sedums are going to be, you know, they're all going to cope. Nature will tell you when to cut things back. The new growth will start in spring. The growth from last season can leave a trace of wonderful colour, bronzy brown tones. You'll get a little frost, in some cases snow or dew in the morning, which looks really pretty. It can often protect the new growth coming through. You've got all those wonderful seed heads that you could collect as well. And if you're a person that likes a garden with great order uh, and and, and sort of everything regimented into place, this will be wonderful therapy for you to just leave it alone. <laughs> just leave it alone. It actually looks really good. When the new growth comes through, you have my full permission. Get your sharp secateurs out and give it a chop back. Okay, thank you. Can you just help me? What's a perennial? Perennial is a plant that likes to do its thing uh, really well at all times of the year, but has a dormancy. Okay. There's a dormancy to it. Thank you. And there's loads and loads of perennial growers around the country. I, I've been learning more about perennials as time's gone on, and I am loving them. I talked about sedum. I talked about flomus. I talked about miscanthus. I talked about salvias. Okay. Thank With you. Nice I'll perennials. Them. I'll Google, Google them afterwards. Good. Um, a philosophical question for you, Tony. Oh. Can you ever really know your garden? Now this is a this is a really interesting a really interesting question because a lot of people say I just don't get it I can't get to grips with my garden I'm not it's just not working intention is really important when you start a new garden or you have an existing garden mm. intention if the intention is there and a touch of interest and maybe a little bit of enthusiasm from a friend or even from Jesse Mulligan's <laughs> show on a Friday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, 
I've learned today that it takes up to four years for you to become quite intimate with the garden, mm-hmm. to know the names of the plants, to be able to say to your friends, what do you think of our sanguisorba? <laughs> what do you think of our boltonia? Yeah. Isn't it? Astroides. Isn't it gorgeous? <laughs> so it takes up to four years for you to really get to know your garden. About four years. That's what I heard today. It's quite reassuring, actually. I think it really is. Because if you're not getting it right, that's part of the plan. I, I, look, it's, it's all part of the learning. And... You know, it's important to ask the advice from people at garden centres. Get, uh, you know, uh, there's one, lots of wonderful online resources. Mm. The botanic gardens are really good for this sort yeah, of thing I'll as well. Yeah, keep hearing that. You know, it's a good thing. We get lots of questions about how to keep potted plants alive, but are there times when people look at potted plants and think, I'm over it? I actually had a woman say to me this year, uh, this week, Tony, I don't like the look of those pots. And I said, the pots or the filling? And she said, it's the, it's, it's the plants have finished doing their thing. And the plant in partic- uh, the, the plant that was in the pots were gaura. And these particular... How you spell that? Gaura, G-A-U-R-A. Yeah. Drought tolerant, did really well this summer, quite an amazing plant, butterflies on a stick. And this particular one was soda pop. Gaura, mm-hmm. soda pop. I think it was a proven winner's plant. Uh, so it was... The plants have kind of finished doing their thing, but of course, if the pots are close by the house and you're looking at the pots all the time, the pots can look great, but the plants, maybe not so much. Mm-hmm. So let's transplant those plants. Let's use those plants in the garden. They lift really easily. The pots are straight-sided, easily lifted, and they now have a new purpose and they have a new site and they'll create something uh, quite lovely for the next season in a different part of the garden or even into another pot with a collection of other plants. And then now is the opportunity to go and put something else in. Thank you. Uh, you mentioned botanic gardens, but any other ideas for getting inspiration for the garden at this time of year? So what I like to do is I like to go to places that are open to the public. I'm happy to pay. I'm really happy to pay because I know that people put a lot of energy and mm. time into having other staff to help them with the project, managing volunteers, buying stock, getting mulch, having arborists coming in. So I subscribe to, and I have for a number of years, uh, to the New Zealand Gardens Trust members, gardens that are open to the public. So I spent a little bit of time today at Ely's Garden. I did that this morning. I happened to be in a part of New Zealand, which is in Auckland, that I was able to go to and run away from the rain uh, and go and check it out for a couple of hours. I got to meet with the head gardener. I got the inspiration for the uh, the wonderful log stack. Uh, These gardens are extraordinary. They've been built over a number of years with an extraordinary team of enthusiastic gardeners, uh, a great collection of plants. I'm inspired by what's happening at this time of the year and this season. Yeah. Camberlai uh, magnolias, wonderfully full of colour. Roses still just flowering. Now, this is not the case for all parts of the country because just recently I was further south, much further south, and there were, yeah, there was definitely a sign of change and, and a, little bit, a little bit of flop and a little bit of sort of decay. And yet, a lot of our native New Zealand plants are still holding, you know, yeah, still holding okay. forth, which is good. So, visit somewhere where they know what they're doing. Know what they're doing. I think the New Zealand Gardens Trust is good. The Botanic Gardens are really good. And if it's a bit wet and it's a bit cold, you'll find that around the country there are places that you can go indoors. But the rain came down. I had an umbrella. I've got a coat. What's a little bit of rain? I loved it. It's nothing better than getting a, a bit of sod underneath your feet on a day that doesn't present that great. Tony Morrell, lovely to have you. And good to see you. Thanks so much.